lights This is not just a game This here is my life Camera's on me, yeah, yeah Put the cameras on me, yeah, yeah Hello, everybody. Live from Koreatown on what is arguably the most beautiful day of the year in Los Angeles. Uh, last week. It is the ozone. You're dealing with 80 degrees yeah. right now, icons. Last on week your was... nose, in your mouth. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, no. no last a... week, it was a few days last week that got this one. This I don't one, think so. We have a little smog this, today, and so that's the oh, difference. What can you do? Just giving you vintage LA. I know, but the other day we didn't have any smog. It was clear and extra crispy. I was like, ooh, 77. What, do you want to live forever? Nice, nice coastal LA. Definitely not. I want eternal <laughs> salvation. I wanted. Oh, let's preach, I don't want to dabble on the planet Earth for the rest of. Just dip time. your toe into some Walking Dead, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comes on AMC. Very well, then. We have a lot to cover this week uh, in sports, and there's a big, big, big fight coming up. On Saturday night in Las Vegas, it's finally here, folks. The rematch. It feels like it crept up on us. It got up here faster than than what I was thinking it would. That joker ran up on me. It ran up <laughs> on me. And it's time for Bomb Squad versus Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King. The rematch. Coming in live. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Very happy to talk about it. We got a caller reporting live from Las Vegas who wants to be reporting. And we want to continue talking about the Dodgers and the Astros and the fallout because this thing seems like it will not end. It's not going anywhere anytime soon because you now have superstars from other sports speaking about the scandal, which is uh, which was really actually surprising to me. Um, speaking of superstars from other sports, we got the NBA All-Star game that we want to cover. We don't talk a lot of NBA, but I have to say, I, I was really impressed with the way that they put together that All-Star game. Nice work. Nice work. And uh, we have some uh, bizarre news as well to report. Uh, but we're going to start off in Las Vegas. The rematch is happening. And we're going to go to Ellie Sekback. Reporting. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, ES News? Hey. On the Ozone. It is the man, the myth, the legend. Boxing's most celebrated and underappreciated reporter who's keeping the That's sport me. alive on his shoulders. He's carrying the load. He's carrying the load. Mr. Ellie Sekback with more than 500 million views on YouTube. Talk to me about where you are right now, my friend. I'm walking out of the media center where all the fighters, all the fans are. Wilder Fury frenzy in full effect. A lot of fans in the U.K., uh, fans from the U.S., fighters, everybody has an opinion. You either pick Wilder, either pick Fury. No one could say draw on this one. So everybody has an idea who they want to win. Yeah. And, well, what, do you, and what do you think? I think Wilder by knockout. I don't know if it's going to be the It's hard round. to bet against Wilder by knockout when it's he's got a 96% knockout rate. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I don't expect the fight to go the distance. I'll say that myself. And yesterday's press conference just further fueled those flames. Were you there at yesterday's press conference with the pushing and the yes. shoving? I was there, and afterwards I sat down with Wilder for 20 minutes in his hotel suite. He's cool, calm, and collective. I asked him, why do you push Fury? He goes, he got in my personal space. Uh, he told me that Fury was scared, that he had all the the signs of someone who's uncomfortable and, and just rattled. So Wilder's very confident. Um, Fury's a big dude, but he's not going to knock anybody out. He's big, but he just doesn't have that power. But he could box, and Wilder says that he has his rhythm figured out of Fury's rhythm. So we'll see. Now, I looked at the betting odds here in Vegas. The fight is is dead even. Really, it's a pick'em right now. Yeah, one ten minus one ten for each. Number one, number two. Um, Fury first round knockout seventy five to one. Obviously, no one's betting on that. Wilder first round knockout forty to one. Wilder second round knockout twenty eight to one. Then it goes down to 20, 15, 15, and 
I think it ends around 12 with also like 25 to 1. So you can make some good money on Wilder if, if, if you bet. I don't recommend people to bet because you never know. But if you put, <laughs> if you put a 1,000 on Wilder for round one, you can walk home with 40,000. If he knocked him out in the first round. But what could you walk away with Fury if he knocked him out? Fury's predicting a knockout in round two, which I also think is pretty aggressive. But what this is what I gathered from the press conference yesterday. Both men were uh, cool. It seemed as though Wilder was putting on more of a show, trying to sell tickets, if mm-hmm. you will. And Tyson Fury actually had a quiet rage with him that I really appreciated. He was He was quiet. He didn't say much. I had a, a very interesting take myself on a claim that Fury made, which was, I brought you into big-time boxing. I was sitting last night with uh, uh, an executive in the world of tennis, and we were talking about how the tennis fans don't love Novak Djokovic in the way that they love Rafael Nadal or Roger Federer. Now, mm-hmm. follow me with this one, Elliot. I know it sounds like I'm going a long way home, but listen to me. No, no, I'm listening. And and he said, if you look at the stats, because my my argument has been for a long time, when it's all said and done, Novak Djokovic is going to be considered the greatest tennis player of all time. He said, if you look at the stats, Djokovic has beaten Federer and Nadal more than Federer and Nadal have beaten Djokovic combined. But there is an incessant roof when you beat someone's idol. So people love Nadal. People right. love Federer. So the guy that beats them all the time automatically becomes an the enemy. Guy. Yeah. Exactly. I said that's interesting because it reminds me of this fight that I'm covering that I'm going to on Saturday because Deontay Wilder has a hard time selling out, you know, the, the dinner party, but he is the most exciting American fighter in the last 25 years, you could say, 20 years. I'm very interested to see if that boils, boils over, because Deontay seemed like he actually got upset when Fury said, you know what, I brought you into the big-time fights. I brought your pay-per-view numbers up. But and he actually did, though. He did, but at the same time, his pay-per-view numbers were young against Wallen. So I feel like there's a, a Floyd Mayweather effect going on here where one guy claims that he brings all the noise when they actually need each other. Well, I think that Tyson Fury actually does bring the crowd because he's bringing the crowd from the U.K., which are, you know— rabid boxing they fans. sure are they, but, they listen to the ozone shout out to the uk yeah and deontay wilder is actually not bringing that he has a hard time selling he was having a hard time selling out the barclay center and everywhere else that he goes and the, th- the thing that kills me about that is he knocks people out what's the sentiment out there live on the ground ellie the people are is it pro wilder is it pro fury is it split down the middle like the betting says what are we feeling it's hard to tell because people who are invested in Fury business-wise, of course, are going for him. Whether right. they have some now, people around the general consensus is consensus is Wilder by knockout. But again, that's easy to say when, like you said, ninety-six percent knockout ratio. There is buzz here. I will say this: Vegas on a Wednesday yesterday with tons of people, which you don't really see on fight week. And on a I Wednesday in the him. winter, in the winter. Yep. And here's Wilder. He's walking out of the room really quick. Uh-oh. But I did talk to um, uh, who did I talk to? I talked to MGM people. They told me that. It is uh, sold out. Uh, Friday night is uh, sold out. But yeah, Wilder just finished his fighters meeting. The champ is in the house. Uh oh, uh oh, you're going live. Oh, the double <laughs> champ. Bomb squad. Yeah. I'm with you, baby. What's happening? What's happening? Uh, yeah, baby. He's coming. Bomb squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What it do? Hey, yeah, baby. I told him the whole city's here is for Wilder. Yeah, baby. That's it. Well, blessings to him. Appreciate the love and the support. 
Yeah, no doubt. The love and the support. We heard the champ. Way to represent. No, oh, that's great. Yeah. We just did an interview with Wilder while we were on your podcast. Sorry, guys. No, no problem no, no, at all. Awesome. That was great. Yeah. Thank you. happens <laughs> 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 when you're in Vegas and it's fight weekend. That's awesome. So you got Wilder on the podcast now. There it is. He was on before, before yeah. he beat up Stivern. He told us he was going to baptize him. Yeah. We want to see if he's going to baptize Fury this time. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, man. Well, so it's, it's interesting. It's good for the heavyweight division. I'm excited. People love knockouts. I like Wilder as a person. I, think I do, too. Win. I think I'm going to pick an early knockout for because this is what I'm hearing in Vegas. And Bob Aaron told me this morning that I'm wrong. Not I'm wrong, but all the rumors are wrong. But rumors that Fury has a bad elbow. Rumors Ooh. that the cut opened up. The cut opened up numerous times in camp. Again. Now, the cut is something that I'm concerned with because right. that cut was real in that last fight. Yeah. And I have also not seen Tyson Fury do a lot of press without his sunglasses. Oh, wow. Good point. So, interesting. So, again, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, like I said, Bob Aram said not true, not the case, but... It looks, like, it looks like Fury has a split on his lip, actually. Yeah, like he must might have had some rough sparring. Could be. So, so it's very interesting. And, see, and, and look, I'm Otto Wallen joked with me yesterday. Otto Wallen told me, Ellie, if Wilder hits him on the cut open and the fight stops, I want part of the check because it's, it's because of me. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That's true. Shout out to Otto Wallen, man. Good dude, man, from Sweden. So we'll see. Well, hopefully we look forward to seeing you guys over here. I'm excited. And uh, we'll see what's next. All right, Ellie, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for uh, giving us a live drop and live access to the champ. Everybody can catch him on ES News, on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all over the place. He is the one-stop shop for boxing. Ellie Sekback. ES News Squad. Doesn't sound as good as Bomb Squad, but we'll... <laughs> the reporting. All right, baby, thank you. See you in a couple days. Peace. Great access. It was great access. Drop in with the bomb squad real quick. And I actually don't believe that it, that Deontay's going to beat him. Yeah, you don't feel you don't feel good unless, about it. unless it's a by the cut or something like that. I actually, to me, Tyson Fury has had nothing but time to prepare to get better. He was not actually where he needed to be the first time he fought him. No, he wasn't. And there's another point that people don't pay attention to is that the leverage-wise, Deontay is not coming down on him. He's got to actually go up to hit him. The only probably the only fighter that he will fight that that he'll have to do that against. He's a better Tyson Fury is a better boxer. I do believe that he's increased his punching power, and he had Deontay hurt earlier in that fight. And this is why he said he gained the weight. Yeah. Tyson Fury said that he's coming in at 270 to 275 what? And because he, said he, actually, he wanted more pop. Exactly, and he actually walks around at 265. So saying that to say that, you know, because I, I, I like both of the guys. They, they, I like them both too. Yeah. I, I love. I actually love Deontay mm -hmm. because of I, since he first came on the scene and he was riding around in his old Cutlass and, <laughs> and keeping it one hundred. He kept his one hundred out of Tuscaloosa, and I loved that. Mm -hmm. And I've been on him ever since. I think that he his uh, growth as a fighter was stunted for a little while because he couldn't get rounds. Run. Just clear, surely because he stated that on the, on our podcast. It's surely because. Guys were getting caught juicing while they were supposed to be fighting him, and, and he missed fights. can't get the rounds. Can't get the rounds. Now, in his favor is the fact that he actually has been getting rounds over the past year. Yeah. The only person didn't give him any rounds is Dominic Brazil. Yeah. But he got rounds with Luis Ortiz. They actually didn't look great. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that's that's the problem with me with Deontay because, like I said, he's a he seems like a cool dude. But the problem is that 
his skill set doesn't seem like it's getting better, and which is we shouldn't be surprised because he's on the other side of his career almost. Well, and he's already stated he's not concerned with his skill set per se. Exactly. He's, he knows that he needs that just to be good in two seconds. <laughs> and he's not lying. But what Tyson Fury did last time was take that away from him. Except for the times that he sacrificed his leverage and made himself a shorter exactly. fighter and allowed Deontay to come down on him and get him and put him down. And I would have to go with the bigger, better fighter at this point. I, I and know, younger. And younger. And I know that the, the the home run ball is far and in between. So if he lands, it's a great chance that he can put him out. But I just don't see Tyson Fury being uh, falling for that. And Tyson Fury actually likes to fight. If you don't know that, then you can watch that Otto Wallen fight. And see, he really seemed like it, once the pressure was applied to him, he, was he like, opened it up. He was like, okay. <laughs> and I, he's, I've never seen him swing or hit harder than he hit Otto Wallen. Never. And not against anybody. And I think that, you know, the preparation that they've done at the Crunk Gym – He's going to have increased power and the power that he did have because he had the the leverage on actually on Deontay, which is a big difference. Leverage is real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just the, you know, nature. Yeah. You can't do anything oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's physics. It's yeah. science. It, it works. It works all the time. Yeah. I'm having a hard time picking him. When we were driving to the Staples Center for the fight last time, I told somebody to bet the draw. He bet the draw and he made a bunch of money. Once again, I'm having a hard time picking the fight. It is, as Ellie just stated, a pick em fight mm-hmm. because it is pretty even. That power that Deontay possesses is the great equalizer. Yeah. But Tyson Fury is a more skilled boxer. I think early on we're going to be able to see which way the fight is going to go. I actually don't think that it's going to be one guy surprisingly pulls out a knockout super late. And I don't I, think I that. also don't think that we're going to see a lot different than what we saw the first time. Right. Why, why would anybody really change the recipe? Fury said that he needed to increase his power, so he went to work on his his, his strength. And his size. And his size. And, and his and nutrition. Now he's in better, and his nutrition. He's in better condition. You know, he's getting his mind right. And not to even knock Deontay Wilder. I'm not trying to knock him. But I'm no, just, I'm, no, 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 no. You can't knock him. I mean, how are you going to knock him? He's been the champ for almost five years yeah. now. And he's done what he's supposed to do. Yeah, knocked out bums. And they get, they get in the ring and get put to sleep. And they, they get, get put, put to sleep. sleep. And, and, but, the, but the thing of it is is that I just feel like uh, Tyson Fury is a better boxer than he is. We're Overall. about to find out yeah, what time out. it is. And I, I just plain and simply can't wait. The real question is, will the icons be released from the injured reserve? This is terrible there's, news. There's, there's rumors going around <laughs> right now. If this was fantasy football, you'd be checking the waiver wire every other minute to try to figure out if they have announced that he can, he is available to play. Right, that they can get me in the game. But there, yeah, coach, I got the fresh legs. There's a prime ticket available on the floor for the icons. To watch this fight. And he's thinking of not going because he's soft. <laughs> no, because he's we, got three we, fractures in his foot, folks. We yeah, know better know. than that. Yeah, I already yeah, played yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah, this is why. You were supposed to, this is supposed to be your thing, child. I, even if I hadn't, it still wasn't right. I mean, no, you don't know that. I don't. You don't know but, that, but, I, but, but you make yourself feel better about it. No, I don't know either way. Well, know? either way it goes, we're going to keep but moving. I digress. I digress. We have some undercards on this one, none of which that I'm really excited about. Uh, of course. I haven't seen any undercards that, that actually move the needle here. But uh, one thing that I do want to talk about is the Zones card last weekend. I wasn't feeling my best, and it was in Anaheim, and I wasn't able to make it out. But I uh, I was invited to the fight. We were invited to the fight. Didn't feel great, so I couldn't make it. But wow, was it a good card down there in Anaheim. Oscar De La Hoya put on a good card because Jorge Linares came out and we have stated on the show. Now, Jorge is a buddy. 
but Jorge, after his last fight, looked like he should retire. Right. He looked terrible, and he got beat up. I don't think he made it out of the first round, and he got beat up bad. And what the rumor mill always has is that uh, has said is that Jorge's state in the ring has a lot to do with his mental state and his marital state outside of the ring. Whatever it is that has happened or been going on in his personal life must have tightened up because he came out and within four rounds put a guy to sleep that he looked great. He looked like the Jorge Linares that was fighting Lomachenko. He looked really good right. and was really effective, scored the knockdown, and then got a knockout on a beautiful combination. And what the rumor was was that if he looked good and if Ryan Garcia, who was the headliner of the fight, looked good, then they were going to be facing each other in L.A. Well, Ryan Garcia came out and did one better. That kid I, that kid really looks good. I actually think he's in danger of the Deontay Wilder in a certain sense of not having enough rounds because guys can't hang with him. And not even that they just can't hang with him, but, you know, he it's, it's going to be hard for him to get fights pretty soon. Pretty soon. And, and that's, he that's is, another problem. He is, they're grooming him. It's pretty clear that they're grooming him to be the face of boxing. He's a good-looking kid. He's young. He's, got a, he's lot a social of media star. Yeah. The the thing that remains to be seen is whether or not he has the goods in the ring and fight by fight, he's telling you that he does. He got rid of, he dispatched Romero Duno with inside of, I think, 30 seconds. And now he got, uh, I think it was Fonseca out of there inside of 90 seconds and on a flash hook. And it was a speed-based punch that was an accuracy-based punch that once again was leverage. And you watch his training and you see that he worked on that That, that shot. specific shot. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was a, that was beautiful. And afterwards, you had fireworks that, that jumped off between him and Devin Haney. I do not anticipate a fight with Devin Haney being one of these easy fights that uh, he's been going through. I think there's quite a few guys at 35 that could give Ryan a real fight. And I, I'll say this. Eddie and Chapo Reynoso have really changed that young man's life. Right. Because I didn't really believe in Ryan Garcia like that before he got with them. And they've shown him by tutelage and also by being around a champion with with being in camps with Canelo they've groomed and shown him what it takes to win and to his credit he's listened and he's learned now the thing that's going to happen is you're going to have to see what happens when you actually face champion against champion and it's not guys that are uh bums yeah tomato cans I can't necessarily call Fonseca no he's not a bum but you know you know he's not a list but you still would expect him to get out of the first round let's put it like that and now the other part that's going to happen with Ryan Garcia is he's going to have that mental edge on people who are just trying to make sure that they get out of a round. Right. Because he's, he's he giving himself great. a reputation. He I looks mean, great. I mean, he looked great. There's no knock that you can give Ryan Garcia after that performance on Saturday. The only thing that we need to see uh, that, to happen with him is to go against an elite fighter and get taken deep into a fight. Or into the third or fourth round yeah, which, <laughs> where, where he gets hit right? and how he responds from that. Because he's still being developed. Now they're talking about Linares versus uh, Garcia come summertime. And that actually will be a great test for him. Because I don't see Jorge having a an, uh, an easy work for him. I mm-hmm. don't see that. And they're doing all this talking now about Devin Haney and uh, Tank and Loma and all these different guys. I think you, you take that step by step. The thing that I don't appreciate is everybody that jumped in the, the ring on Saturday night had a belt. On Friday night, rather. Everybody had a belt. Haney had a belt. Garcia's got a belt. The, the referee had a belt on. <laughs> Everybody's got a belt. There's way too many belts out there. And this is coming from somebody I'm considering myself friends with Mauricio Suleiman. Yeah. There's too many belts. 
I, I don't understand it. It doesn't seem like it they understand. It seems to cheapen the belt, yeah, yeah. the real belt. You take away the value of the belt when you make so many belts. So like mass producing a car. You mass produce the, That's it. the Honda Civic. Now the Honda Civic is not the same as you make it's, it. It's not the yeah. NSX. Yeah, it's not the NSX. Come Even on, if it has the same performance. Come on. The Civic does not have the same performance as an NSX, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and what else came up is they're still trying to find an opponent for Cinco de Mayo weekend for Canelo Alvarez. And now they want to dip his toe and he's, he's poking, he's kicking the tires on Triple G right kicking now. Kicking the tires on Triple G. Triple G's got an injury right now. Uh, this is they they postponed his his uh, return to the ring, and I wonder if he has an injury or if this was actually a version of being able to just to, to now see that the tires are getting kicked that he may be ready to tighten up for that trilogy. Yeah, and if Canelo doesn't fight him in twenty twenty, I mean this is this is the I, most vulnerable that he could be. There's there's no reason Triple G should beat Canelo at this point. I would still put my money on Triple G. Yeah, but there's no reason. Everything is in Canelo's favor. Everything. He needs to fight the uh, the kid, the Triple G fall last time. Was it Derevchenko? Well, that, that wouldn't be of the fights that are available. That would be low on my list because there's a lot of guys he could yeah. fight. He could fight. He could fight Callum Smith. <laughs> he could fight Jamal Charlo. He could fight uh, Billy Joe Saunders, Andrade, Callum. Uh, uh, Billy uh, Joe uh, David, Saunders said you're not going to get him like that. David Benavidez. Well, you know what? Caleb Plant is the one who said you're not going to get me oh, like Caleb that. Caleb Plant, my bad. Caleb Plant, who is a stud and has a belt at 68, said, "Nah, man." I'm coming off of three camps. You're not going to just sucker me into having another shortened camp uh-huh. to fight Canelo to get dough. And Oscar De La Hoya responds saying that, well, fine, then you'll never get another chance to fight him. And that's unfortunate, too, because it is. basically if they can't cherry pick, then they're not going to take the fight. They need to get you at a, at a, in a position that you can't perform at your highest, and then, we, then you can fight him. I understand what Caleb Plant is saying. I, mean, I understand what he's saying fully. And yeah. you don't want to take a fight and be a sacrificial lamb once again. You know, that not that he has been before, but the way that that this has been going and they keep selling it as if they they the, the narratives that they're selling is that people are running from Canelo are not ready to fight him. You know, and I don't believe that that's true. You just have to put people in the right situations to fight him. The elite. Fighters. Well, you, you have to put people in a fair situation yeah, and they're not situation. they're not interested in that. You really. already start that when you have when you have a Canelo fight, you already start three rounds in the hole at least. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Uh, and now Bob Arum is talking about how he's open to selling top rank, and he's talking with Endeavor and DAZN about it. And, you know, Bob Arum is, what, 90 years old? Survived three or four plane crashes? This guy is crazy, man. I mean, it's unbelievable. His stamina is incredible. Oh, a side note, Caleb Plant also said that Golden Boy never really sent a legitimate offer, even though that's what Oscar De La Hoya said. Um, I'm really excited about this fight this weekend. I mean, the, the, everybody's been all over the place as far as their predictions go. And I, I still can't call it. I'm going to put mine out on Twitter. I'm a full of Cheeto and put my, put my news out on Twitter oh, on okay. Saturday day time. With the Cheeto. No, 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 Never. We're going to have to have intervention. <laughs> I mean, I already got the ladies' paws on you. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, Joe. Yeah. So it's going down in the world of boxing. Moving on. Uh... In the world of Major League Baseball, we had a passing for somebody that I don't think that your average fan would really appreciate. Don't appreciate it. But somebody whose work is honestly as smooth as anybody that you can Whoever laced them name up. that's not named Ozzie Smith. And that is uh, Toronto Blue Jays star Tony Fernandez passed away. And if you want to do yourself a, a service and get a smile on your face, go pull up some Tony Fernandez highlights. 
Tony Fernandez was a monster. He was a monster in the clutch. Unfortunately, when he moved to Cleveland and he moved to second base, which was not his position, he made the error against the the Marlins that set up the the winning run mm-hmm. in extra innings. And people Great talk counsel. about that. But at the same time, if you watch the game in the 80s and the 90s, Tony Fernandez was a staple up the middle. And he was literally as good as anybody out there that wasn't named Ozzie Smith. Yeah. And his, his stick wasn't that bad. Clutch stick. Clutch stick. Did from you see those numbers that he put up in the World Series? Yeah, from both sides of the plate. Nine ribeyes? Come on, man. Hit 409 ribeyes? And then he, then he followed it up in another World Series where he busted them heads. But we got Troy O.G. on the line. <laughs> he, he's always calling. Am I on the radio right now? You're on the radio. <laughs> well, that's a great thing because I had, I had another thought. Ah! Damn, we're talking about, but let me fill you in where we are. We're literally talking right now. We're just mourning the beauty that was Tony Fernandez's baseball play. And rest in peace. Rest in peace. That's what we were saying. He was as smooth as a shortstop as anyone not named Ozzie Smith. And he was a clutch hitter, big time ball player. And uh, man, man, it was beautiful to watch him play. But what we were literally just about to get into. Well, let me read this real quick, and then I'll, I'll figure, finish this. David Wells, the all-world pitcher, uh, the everyman Boomer Wells, put out a tweet and said, I'm so sorry to hear about Tony Fernandez's passing, a great teammate and friend, a pitcher's dream to have him at shortstop when you're pitching. <laughs> I can only imagine. Can you imagine? Let them hit the ball. If you hit it anywhere in his vicinity, Tony is a vacuum. Smooth. Man, he was smooth. Underhand throw, like whip it over. <laughs> but what we wanted to speak about and – Troy OG, let's see if you can hear this because Carlos Correa had something very slick to say to Cody Bellinger. Listen up. So, uh, yeah, when I talked to to Ken um, and we went through games at Minute Makers, you know, the games we won on the road, fair and square. Nothing can say nothing about that. That's two games right there. And then game three, we scored five runs. Um, three came with uh, guys on second base, which you guys should use multiple signs. And as many people have expressed out there, you know, they, a, a lot of mount visits changing the signs over and over. That's why MLB implanted the rule of mount visits because of the 2017 World Series took so long. They will change all the time. So it was a double by Marwin. Uh, first and second, both scored. There was a hit by McCann, man on second, multiple signs, he scored. There was a shopper to the pitcher by Evan Gaddis with Reddick at first, threw the ball away. Reddit scored from first, and the homer by Julie, solo homer by Julie. So four runs, three of them with guys on second base, one of them by just bad defense. So don't tell me that we cheated you out of a, a World Series when um, in game five, um, homer, I hit a double, men on second base, multiple signs. Um, <laughs> about totally hit signs. a homer with guys on second and third. Again, multiple signs. I took a hit a homer of my era. Guys on first and second, multiple signs. And Bregman hit a walk-off single of a pinch hitter, a pinch runner. I mean, Derek Fisher, that didn't know what's going on in the game because he hasn't been involved in the game. He's just warming up in there to get ready to run. Multiple signs, walk-off. Game seven, I mean, he's telling me that we cheated them out of a championship. Game seven, he throws the ball away in the first inning. And we scored two runs. Ooh, we win the game on the road, game seven on the road, because they left 20 guys on base. And you're telling me, you're telling our team, you're telling the fans that we cheated you out of a, out of a World Series championship? 
And like I said on, on the interview with Ken, should not be talking about that. He should have done something about that. Ooh! <laughs> oh, gee, did you hear that? Multiple signs. Oh, I heard it. Um, that rest was, in that- peace to Carlos Correa's upper teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to take him out? Who's going to take Max Muncy. Max Muncy don't play. You can be like, yo, <laughs> Max Muncy. That's what's up. Number two, yeah, everyone got cheated. You know why? They got caught cheating. They shouldn't have been in the World Series. It should have been the Yankees and Dodgers making America great again. The <laughs> everyone wants to watch. Wait a minute. The Yankees. The Yankees all let this, him finish. Let him finish. All this, not all this nonsense. Yeah, did the Dodgers blow their opportunities? No doubt. But let me ask you: How does the greatest pitcher on the planet all of a sudden can't figure out how to win a game in the postseason? He's having Are history of that. Me? They stole not, that not game. Not that serious. Yes, he no did. Doubt. No, we didn't. He did seven and two thirds. At the end of the day, K's. yo, if if they were so good, they wouldn't have had to cheat. Point. Period. That's it. Now, everybody else keeps making, like, correlations from the Houston asterisks and the steroid epidemic. Here's the thing. Steroids is a whole different issue. If I'm a batter and I'm juicing, you know why? It's because I'm facing a pitcher who is juicing. That's not and true. And I still have to de- determine in one millionth of a second, is this a curveball? Is this a splitter? Is this off speed? Is this a fastball? Or if I'm Carlos Correa, is this a fastball at my head? (laughs) Sound like you're going to get out there and deal with Muncy. So this is a different, this is a, this is a whole different thing. And you know what he sounds like? You all know it. You're men. He sounds like a guilty man. He's doing a lot of explaining. I caught you. I know what you did. He he doesn't sound guilty to me. You go, no one me. You, you, laugh, you laugh. If you're there going, but I, 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 but I did it. You should put that out. It. You should lay that track I down. Did it. That fool, he should just keep his mouth shut. You either cheated or you didn't. Contrary, Terry, I have a feeling you have a rebuttal. It's he, He's dead on. I mean, the Dodgers shot their own self in the foot. And with that series, I sent you the tweet with the Yankees. The Yankees against them scored one run in one game, in game one, two, and, and, and get one run in game one, two, and six, and zero in game seven. So listen, they, here, sco- they listen. scored a total of four runs, and you think that they're going to beat a team to go to the World Series? That's not true. It doesn't even matter. It, it does matter, though. You got to score to win. You got to have more than one run to win the game. It doesn't. Listen, it, it, here's the worst part. What's worse? The Dodgers, they are now in limbo. Of course, Cody Bellinger is able to say that he got cheated out because out of the title because he will never know whether he did or didn't because he didn't have the opportunity to play a fair game. Carlos Correa cheated out his whole city because you will never know what the fair outcome would have been. Now, listen, that is separate from my opinion of the Dodgers. I'm disappointed in Dodgers. I have been. Right. They should. They got beat by the Nationals. Clayton Kershaw is not a middle-inning reliever. He's just not. They, the Dodgers are dumbasses. They need to do better. They need to step up. I mean, listen, now you get no they argument need, from anybody they, on they no up. argument from anybody oh, on this but side. But the thing of, the of it is, is that Cody Belger is one of, he's one of the last people who should be able to speak because he does not perform in the postseason at all. He had one good game in the whole postseason for the last two years. 
this is so much. That's this is true. so much no, bigger than like who, getting... who should have got the ring and not got the ring. Do you know that in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or is it in Philadelphia? One of the two big cities in Pennsylvania, the Little League, they removed the Astros from their lineup of teams. Wow. You know why? What does the brand represent at this moment? Well, this is That's this is what we were. Them. So I don't really care if you're like. Oh, no, we did it. Look at, you know, Gaddis threw the ball away. You left 20 men on base or not or whatever. I don't care, punk. You got caught. You're talking macro. And this is what it seems like the players are talking about because now the players, I will say this. You got players speaking out now who never say anything. And it seems as though the general consensus is is that Rob Manfred is not doing the job that people what want do they him want to, to do. do. Kick the Astros right. out the league. He doesn't right. have the power to do that. You I don't know. know. Who's Christ-like? You know who's Christ-like? The African missionary Clayton Kershaw. I saw that. <laughs> he can't say nothing. No, he said He's something. Like, he said no. he said something. He said he took the high road. He said it really. Is, he said it's, he is he is Christ like because he said you know what? It's really unfortunate. I just read it. I wish I. Uh-huh. I, I pray it. for them. He said, I pray for them. <laughs> he said no. He said it's really unfortunate because we all play the game. Something to the effect of we all play the game and we just like it to be fair and you know I want to win the right way is basically what he said. I yeah. just want to well, hear all these wait. announcers who are like oh. Uh, uh, what's the little dude's name again? Altuve. They're like, oh, little man packs such a big punch. Like, oh, he's just amazing. And they, now, what's your man say? Wait, wait, I'm, I'm telling you that Cody Bellinger is one of the major problems in the postseason. Like I told my brother, he's only had one good game through two years in the postseason. His batting average but in guess tw- what? His, his, let me tell you the beat. stats. His batting average in 2017 was 143 in the World Series. He struck out 17 times and 28 at bats. And in 2018, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you if he knew what Keuchel and Verlander were throwing, he at did him, know he what they were throwing. Better. That's the problem with him. And I then, can't say that. yeah, I can't say that. And uh, then on 20, say yeah, I can't. Say that. He doesn't know what they're throwing. He does. Nobody's banging on a drum to tell him they're throwing him to the curve. pattern. Now, if no, you wait, 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 reading a pattern, you got to say wherever you want to. Pattern has no, nothing no, to do no, with reading a pattern it. because they you know do it the no, same way every single time. Nope. Everybody has nope. to So, 2018, 2018, he bat 63-063 with 16 at bats and six strikeouts. So he doesn't even have a collective batting average of what? I mean, he doesn't even get up to 200. How can you complain about anything? Work on your game. That's that doesn't. The, hey, no doubt. Listen, th- and, no, he, and he's nobody, the premier player on no, the Dodgers. First and foremost, you said Hold all the postseason. The That's not accurate. The, the Those are the World series, series numbers. The Dodgers lost the World Series to a team that had to cheat. I don't think the cheating is what beat them. But I, don't I agree with that. I think that's the best the way to say that. I, I agree think, with I don't that. Think the Ast- I don't think the Astros necessarily would have got through the Yankees. But I agree with what I, I, let's go back to what you just here's said because I agree with here's what you point. just said it there. Here's the point: it doesn't matter because they cheated themselves out of the victory. The, the interesting part about what you're saying here is we've had a running theme on the Ozone about how cheating is incentivized right. in the the world now, and it's beyond sports. And the reason it's so disturbing in sports is because. Sports is what we look to for for parity, for fairness. And we talk about how, whether it's boxing, they pull this A-side, B-side nonsense where you find out one guy got to dictate the size of the gloves and one guy gets to get injections of pain medication while another guy doesn't. One guy gets to choose the ring size while the other guy doesn't. In in combat UFC, John Jones is on every PED known to mankind and they just sweep it under the rug and call him the greatest UFC fighter of Of all all time. time. Which is 
just unreal. When we're talking about now the Astros, who I have been on record several times saying I thought they were the best team in baseball, more or less from 2017 to 2019, except for that period when the Red Sox were the best team in baseball. And you look at it, we can go to the to the Trump Cheeto. We can go just over and over again in society. There's a real problem, and you summed it up really well. First and foremost, when we were all children, we were taught that cheaters never prosper. You grow up as a man, and you realize that's not necessarily true in the world of the, the United States. It is true. And, and then you also realize when you look at this whole situation, people try to use arguments just like my brother is trying to do right now. And you summed it up well, which was it's not necessarily the cheating that beat the Dodgers. No. Yet that does not absolve the Astros from being wrong for cheating. And this is the same situation that we're looking at politically in other sports Top to bottom. And now we even have, you look at, you have LeBron James come out, who many would argue pioneered the super team, even though. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm a believer that the means, that the end is not justified by the means. I agree with you. I agree with you as well. I agree with you. So Carlos Correa needs to shut up and stop distracting. (laughs) The issue is they made a decision to cheat. Therefore, they screwed their own legacy. They I agree with a that. Super team. I, I agree with all of that. Yeah, because they were a I super team. They had a, they had all the pieces. I agree. And, and have a little compassion. At some point, that team did not believe in themselves enough to play without cheating, and we have to feel for them. Look at Altuve. He's little. Maybe he wasn't <laughs> feeling great. Maybe he was like, "I'll never be the big league star that I should be." How do we get over? The empathy is beautiful. A way to get over, and they did. You're saying Altuve is a hater of Judge? Uh, I think Judge said that perfectly clear, and I don't even need to say it. Yeah, Judge Judge came out speaking strong. We're on a baseball card together. But here's the thing. It's just like Stanton said, if he knew what was coming, he would have hit 80 home runs instead of 50. He still would have been a baller, but like now on top of that, you're going to say, no one can say the Astros aren't a good team, but we'll never know if they're really a great team. So, Troy, you you married the right woman. You, what can we say? What can we say? I'm sorry. I mean, you, you, I want to go to your podcast. Right. I don't even want to finish yeah, my that podcast. Was, that, was well said. Said. that was very well said. The, the closest the closest correlation to steroids would be Barry Bonds, right? I agree. That's Barry where I was going to go. Broke. He broke. Shattered. Destroyed shattered the record. Babe Ruth, shattered Babe Ruth's record. Not Sadahata O and the Japanese Tigers, but... <laughs> He, you can't stop Sadahara. Sadahara is going deep. Um, but he he shattered the home run record, and you know what? It deservedly so. Barry Bonds is an extraordinary player. He was an Steroid, extraordinary player already. Enhance enhance your skills, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is the you know what he did to get there tarnished his legacy. So yeah, he is the home run king, no doubt, no doubt. Belongs in the home run, belongs in the Hall of Fame, without question. Unfortunately, he tarnished his legacy. It's true. I and completely it's the same agree. thing what the Astros did. They won the World Series, but guess what? They cheated to get there. Whether or not they would have or would not have won, they chose to cheat. So you have to deal with that consequence. I completely if agree. If I come home and my wife is like, yo, I slept with the neighbor, but I still want to be married to you. 
I'd, I'd be like, but she, and she'd be like, I still want, and my wife would be like, but I still want to be with you. I'd be like, all right, bet. Let's be together. But for the rest of my life, I'd be like, yo, is she sleeping with the neighbor? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right? we'd be married, but it'd have an asterisk. <laughs> it would have an asterisk. And then you decide to move away from Idris Elba. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey. We'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I may sleep with the neighbor. <laughs> right? So, and the only reason, the only way that asterisk goes away is if there is a truthful come to God moment. And so far, that has not happened. That hasn't For happened. A lot of baseball players. And low like, key, they're trying to put Dusty Baker, throw Dusty Baker under the bus. I actually have the, the, the sympathy I have is for Dusty Baker because he's trying to step in as though no, he no. was a part yeah. of it, you know? Dusty Baker. Dusty, I'm going to say this Good right point. now, and I don't care. Don't at me. Dusty Baker is the Astros' karma. He is going to. That's what I said. He is going to. It's that you watch the Ozone because the thing, he dude. just said, he literally just said that two weeks ago when they announced him. He said. He is going to ruin that team. Dusty Hello. Baker is a loser. Hello. Dusty Baker is going to ruin that team. You sound just team. like me. That's yeah. what I said. That, there's no worse punishment than getting Dusty Baker, dude. Man, I mean, that, is, that is little do they know. That is their karma, man. That <laughs> man is a. That man is baseball kryptonite. <laughs> he is. He's going to find a way to lose. But let me tell and you I love him as a person. I he's do a too. really he's, cool guy. My biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, he's a super cool guy. He's fantastic. Like, give him some pom-poms. But homeboy, look, that's the only coach of color that you can find to promote? Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> you sound like Come me. On. I mean, I this is literally, thing. Terry just made this same exact argument. Uh, what was that? About three weeks ago, right uh-huh. when they announced him. Uh huh. Right when they said it, I was like, "Wow, they really are punishing him." But the Terrible. thing, but the thing of it is that my biggest thing about this whole situation is that all of the teams cheat in baseball, and it's all real time. They just figured out a way to do it a little bit better than the next guy. The only the only problem is that they wouldn't stop. And I agree that they should have uh, they tarnished their their the championship. But all that's of those, all good. But, but all of caught. those teams cheat. Cheated. The Dodgers cheat. All of them. All well, of this them. is what he's saying. They got caught. Hold on. Is yeah. that Terry? This is Terry. Terry. This is Terry. That's contrary Terry. This is him. Listen to him. This you is the- all rationalize anything. Well, no, I, I said this off of the top because I know that in baseball, you cheat. This is they teach you how to steal signs. Everybody, the the, the coach right. is standing down in what? the box. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. But that is that is why we have signs. That's why third base coaches and coaches have elaborate signs, and we do that. And if I can pick off your signs, I'm going to use it against you. The thing is, when you're in the middle of the game and you are using televised feeds and you are sending signals to your players. That's the next level shit because because the Dodgers or the Yankees they cannot defend against that. I well, agree. Well, they you have they they, they, they still the, have the, a thing where they have a thing also where the Yankees had was putting a camera in the uh, in the dugout of uh, of the other teams trying to pick up their signs. I mean, so this thing has been going on forever, like the shot heard around the world and everything else no that doubt, we talked about. No doubt. So and guess this what is what happens when you get caught. This is so thank you're you, saying, I, I agree. Here's a question. I agree. Here's a question. But you're Terry, being hypocrites, but Terry, we, we're trying Terry, to figure out our way of cheating. Terry, 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 Terry. If you get caught and there's no consequence, is it cheating? Well, what I say is. It well, is. Well, but this is this is what Trump is dealing with. All the wives are doing it. All the wives are doing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess all the wives next that's door with injuries. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
Fuck it. <laughs> she love that one. Period. Full stop. Full stop. Simone needs stop. to be a permanent right. picture <laughs> of the ozone. Personalize the argument, Terry. Personalize it. Uh, you guys are great. Uh, that's a trip, man. Well, I'm like happy you called. My baby's looking at me like, wait, mama slept with who? <laughs> What's going on? Dad? <laughs> He's like, dad, Patrick? <laughs> you my daddy? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, let me tell you, man. Listen, you know what? No, they do cheat. Just like when they broke Hanley Ramirez's ribs. Yes. But that's, yes. that's the Honestly, that might have been the Dodgers' dirty, best chance to win it. That is the enjoyable, it. dirty side of baseball. It is. I agree with that. Yes, Who you got I this do. weekend in the fight? Oh, man. I really want the Gypsy King, but I think the Cobra's going <laughs> to... Yeah, you think Bomb Squad is coming in? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I'm really excited to watch it. I mean, they look... They're just so above life. It looks like watching a cartoon with them, except when those punches land, it's just... It's way too real, but they're just... It's going to be really enjoyable. Yep. I like the Gypsy King, but, I, you know, I think Wilder is just... He, <laughs> It's hard. It's a hard call because you can see why Fury should win the fight, mm-hmm. and yet, well, like, see why like Wilder, Wilder like Wilder said, he only's got to get it right for two seconds. But right, but he, he but here's the thing. No, 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 no. But see, that's his mistake. I think I agree. To, I think Wilder needs to be on his p's and q's with his defense. I agree, he and he's not. Time. And he wasn't. He wasn't last time. He wasn't last time in his last fight, let alone in the fight against Tyson Fury. No, he tries he's never to played good defense. He was fighting a six-year-old man cherry, last time. He tries to cherry pick that button, you know. To yeah, that's exactly what he tries to do. Well, when he's he's focusing on that, he just leaves his chin out there on the doorstep and dude oh, right. just, <laughs> he's gonna kick it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. You know, that's a big gypsy. <laughs> six nine two seventy five. Six nine two seventy five. That's a big dude. You know he, yo, he's a. That's beast. a big Imagine dude. if he was. Imagine if he was in shape. He's well, in he, shape now. He's in shape now. That's the thing. You got to see it now. Yeah. He's in shape now. In, he in got really it together. Like he, you can see his face look like he could cut butter with his chin. Right. And and Deontay, he looks like he's going to come out with Chick Fil A as a sponsor. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> no, he ain't giving you the Andy Ruiz. This time he's coming in. He's he's tight. Okay, well, this is his this is his, his contract season. I definitely got Wilder because I think when people change their physiques too much, Ooh. it don't work out. I think it's for the better for him though this time because he had a long layoff. Yeah, he had he lost 150 pounds, yeah. so it, it, it's like yeah. you know it was a lot. Right. All right, Troy OG, thank you for I the impromptu phone call. Tour. All right, man, appreciate you guys. No doubt, I uh, hit you back though. I hit you in a little bit. Peace. All right. Peace. Yeah. He always comes in out. Why you after me? Why you after me? He's on you. <laughs> oh, wow. He's Simone picked me up, dog. though. She picked me Simone up. Simone picked you up. Wow, that was so eloquent. Right? Wow. Awesome. I got to run that back. Yeah. That She was absolutely right. Yes. Oh, man. So Anytime uh, you you find that people resort to cheating, it's always in a deficiency in their, not just character, but in their whole thought process of how they could get over or to overcome. They can't figure out how to do it the right way, so you figure out a way to get around it. With the Astros team that was stacked like that, they had no reason really to do that. <laughs> no reason. Although, like I said, everybody's been hypocrites, but let's go on. Well, but it's it's this is what they said. I'm in the segment with this because what they said was accurate in the sense that even if everybody is trying to cheat, so on and so forth, what we know for sure is that the Astros did cheat, and they cheated successfully, and that's what we can judge on. But 
alas, it's time to move on to something we never talk about, which is the world of basketball until playoff time. But we have to say, uh, speak on the All-Star Game festivities. And you know what? I feel like the NBA, uh, on the flip side of the the Rob Manfred, they really got the tribute situation right to Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. They honored Kobe Bryant and his legacy. Uh, I feel like they honored his family. And and that was in the performances and in the video that Dr. Dre did and in uh, the the song that Jennifer Hudson sang and everything. Chance the Rapper, right? Uh, Chance did a great job. He did a great job. The NBA has done a great job as opposed to the rest of the major leagues in the United States of embracing the culture that right. actually supports it. Right. As opposed to excluding the culture. They're not trying to run away from the rappers. They're no. not trying to run away from the tattoos and the braids. They're not trying to run away from what their players actually are and represent. And kudos to Allen Iverson for that. And he really took uh, the L yeah. for being the pioneer of that. Yes. Because Kobe Bryant, if people don't know, didn't have tattoos before Allen Iverson right. had tattoos and, and braids and wore chains and so on and so forth. He was coming out there being him. If yeah. you couldn't handle it, don't watch a game. But, but you, you gotta to. watch the game. It's must see TV. Hey, he's must see TV. <laughs> Six footer just get Go busy. out there, shake Mike up. How about that? But yeah, man. So, you know, uh, I, I felt like they got it right. And we wanted to speak about the game itself. It was a great game. What a great game. The only problem I had with that game. The conclusion wasn't that bad. It was bad for a lot of people, but that wasn't my problem. My problem was that they didn't let a lot of the youngsters get burned like they should have, I felt like. I felt yeah, like they, a lot they of the, played, yeah. they played a lot of the seniority game. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Because there was a point at the end of the, in the fourth quarter, guys were playing for real and they were gassed. Yes. The game really. You see that they didn't have legs. <laughs> yeah. But they weren't subbing out, no right. nothing. And Giannis's team went small. And honestly, I, there's a couple guys that I needed to have in the game. Exactly. I needed Brandon Ingram to get more burned. Definitely. And uh, who else was I saying during the game? There's one other guy during the game that I couldn't believe was on the bench. Hmm. I don't know, but I was talking about Dunsick. Dunsick is one of the best Dunsick scorers. Dunsick didn't get much burned. Joker basketball. didn't get much yeah, burned. And you needed those fresh legs. Even if you just gave him a couple of minutes at that point, I don't feel like they would have broke under the all-star pressure. And even, even Although they, Anthony Davis almost did. Yeah. And How about that? James Harden did. <laughs> Ooh, did James? I mean, he, yes. I, I don't know why he didn't put up that layup. <laughs> Come on, man. You got to hit that. You got to hit that for the game. But what he did do was he gave you classic James Harden through the legs, through the legs, yo, 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 wet ball from three, let's get out of here, but they called a charge on him. That was a bad call. I didn't like to call it myself. Yeah. You know, I'm not calling that. I, now, adjustments that they could have made, uh, and Cowboy Kev had a great idea for an adjustment, which was not allowing the game to end on a free throw. And that, but the free throw is a part of basketball. Just it like we just saw Anthony Davis almost fall apart at the light. It was almost too, the lights were almost too bright for it. And this is what we're talking about. So, you know, we can't really take free throws out of the game. And if we do take free throws out of the game, not out of the game, just out of the end of the game. Yeah, but then we're talking about foul, fouling into a whenever. I mean, well, the guys would still gonna, be going they, on. Yeah, they aren't going to just give it up. <laughs> the guys, guys got it's serious. The park. It's the park then at that they, point. Even though they did fall in love with the three-pointer when they could have won with twos. Could have won with twos. Um, did we ever figure out why 157 was the Yes, because number? whatever your final score was after they tallied them all up, put 24 on it per Kobe Bryant for his number. Right. And that get, got us to, to uh, 157. So was, I think it was 137 and then you uh, a 133 or something like that, the total score. And then you put 24 on top of that, which took us to 157. So mine is 157 
minus 24. I'm not great at math. So wait a minute. So that so it wasn't a predetermined number. No, no it's pending on what what, the, what had happened in the previous three quarters. Yes. Ah. Yes. So basically, it was the first one to score 24 points from the highest number yes. at the end of three. Yes. Okay. I was wondering how that and number the, just popped and up. The, and that number popped, the number tripped everybody out is because it was Kobe's 24 number that they actually ended up with. Yeah, ended up with the they, 155 plus one, one plus five plus five plus one plus five plus seven. Plus, the, you know, and the 24 is just that them showing him honor or love. Yes, yes. Which is cool. Wow. Yeah. That was a great game, though. It was intense. Man, that was a great game. I, I could and watch really that not, game again. Yeah, and I'm not really mad at it ending on a free throw, like I said, because the only other way is that you have to put other gimmicks and tricks in there yeah. as far as maybe Something. they shoot the free throw. Instead of shooting the free throw, they get to shoot three three pointers, a three-pointer from, you know. Straight ahead. Straight ahead or something like that. Or let the other team choose where you have to shoot it from. Something to that effect. Or pick out the player that shoots the free throw. But all of them are all-stars, so it really doesn't matter. Well, and I'll say this. I was really impressed that you look at a guy like LeBron James who has influence on top of influence on top of influence over the game. And LeBron James complained about back-to-back games. They got less back-to-back games. LeBron James complained about this. They do this. They do that. Well, apparently he was uh, instrumental in these new rules, him and Giannis, in these new rules. And they actually worked. They worked. And it was interesting because what it did was it really, to me, it opened my eyes to the hope potentially because they keep teetering and tottering with the game of baseball, which I wouldn't, I wish they wouldn't do. But I don't know if the commission that's there now is the guy to get it done because he seems like he's really catching a black eye. And once you catch a black eye like this, it's hard for people to take your suggestions even when they're good seriously. No, no. My thing with this thing with Rob Manfred is what do they want them to do? They can't kick the players out of the league. They can't suspend a whole team. And if they do that, then what are they saying? That everybody that that. So if you're not on the Astros schedule and you can get a, a layup win, then how is that fair to the guys who don't play him for? If even if you said that the starting nine couldn't play for the first fifty games, what about the teams who aren't on the Astros schedule? You know what I'm saying? So there's, I mean, a lot of guys paid for it who actually, I feel like, really weren't the culprits in the cheating. Huh. You know. So what do they want Manfred to do? I know that they're using the model of, uh, what was it, uh, soccer for Manchester City? Or who was it that got caught, that got in the scandal recently? I, you, you're breaking the news to me. I yeah, don't know. But, but they, they, they disqualified the team so that they couldn't go to the championship. Maybe you can do something to that effect. But otherwise, I don't really – they want to pick out players. They don't know what players are win or any of that, just like the buzzer situation. There's not a lot – that they can say that they can honestly say and nobody can pinpoint just because uh, Jose Altuve didn't want to get his shirt pulled off. Now, I looked it up and I saw the research and I sent you the link to that where they show that Jose Altuve, they have a history of pulling his shirt off all over the all, <laughs> everywhere. And he's just like, you know, no, you guys not pulling my shirt off this time. So they, you know, everybody who's running around talking about this buzzer situation, they really don't have a reason to lie to the commissioner at this point. No. When you just confessed everything and told him everything. And when you got the the uh, immunity yeah, from, and you got from immunity. the truth. Real quick, this is just breaking in. Let's hear what David Ortiz has to say about the whole thing. I, I, I'm mad at, uh, at this guy, the pitcher that came out talking about it. And let me tell you why. Oh, after you make your money, after you get your ring, you decide to talk about it? Why don't you talk about it during the season when it was going on? Why, why you didn't say, I don't want to be no part of Oh, now. So you look like a snitch. You know what I mean? Why you got to talk about it after? Why you, that's, that's my problem, you know. Why, why nobody say anything while it was going on? People is not stupid. 
know, like if I heard that, if, if, if I'm a fan that comes to the stadium, every home game, like we have, at some point I'm going to hear that banging. And I'm talking about as a fan, okay? And they're going to come out, how come there's this banging going on every time we are hitting? You know, like, it, it, it was something that it was, from what I have seen, seemed like it was something that it, can, it, it came to the point that it was obvious, too obvious, you know what I'm saying? I heard Correa the other day say to Kenny Rosenthal that Artube had nothing that had to do with he, because he don't like it. And let me tell you, I believe that. But let me tell you what the problem is. Just for being part of the group that was doing it, you are guilty as much as everybody else. I can, Artube to me, might be the best hitter in the game. But look at what he got caught into the, the, the mug that he's into it now. I don't know how he's gonna be able to deal with all the trash coming from fans and everybody every time he step on the play. So if you might he if you might see him this year struggle, I don't think it's gonna be because he no. missing knowing what's coming. You mind play a big role in the game. It's gonna be a huge distraction for the game for a while. And you don't want that. That's Big Poppy David Ortiz right there with a with some very interesting uh, analysis. Yeah, and Skip Madden said something about that as well. Skip said, uh, you know, the, the coach of the Angels now said that baseball needs to let this heal, man. Uh, Skipper. Um, yeah, and they keep on they keep on bringing up the point about him being, uh, you know, about them bringing this up over and over and over. You keep on pulling the scab off of it. Let it heal. They can't let it heal. And, they won't and, let it go. And that this is this is the media now. They won't let it That's go. That's it. And because That's it's it. sensationalizing the, this whole situation. And then it's like, going to cannibalize the game in a lot of ways. Exactly. Because I tell you Altuve what, is he's a gonna, great hitter. And, <laughs> I, that's without question. And you know what else? It's going to end up being a benefit for him that they got the nets up from, from foul pole to foul pole. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise it'd be a lot of trash, a lot of stuff thrown. He's going to really get heckled. It's going to be like when you go All to the stadium. Them. And you remember when you go to the stadium and Ryan Braun comes up? Mm-hmm. You know, you go they to the got I mean, he's still to this day when they play, he comes they because all because he got that MVP instead of back camp. <laughs> so you go to Chavez Ravine and then and Ryan Braun comes up, they give it to him when you sit and right he's behind from the thing. And he's from Los Angeles. And yeah. he still bangs a baseball. And I'm picking Astros to win it again this year. I mean to come out of the, the American League. Especially since the Yankees just got a, uh, a few injuries. So they have Garrett Cole, but now they lost what your boy Domingo. They've lost several Herman should be back soon. They lost uh Severino. how long was his suspension? I thought it was eighty one, and maybe it might it's have been like a whole year. Season. Yeah, but he got that was in like August or July. No, I, I, he I got, thought they gave him a fresh one. I don't, I, don't fresh one. I don't know. And then you're talking about now Severino's down indefinitely. You got uh, Paxson's that's down probably to the end of the year. So they're gonna, you know, they're gonna have to be working with patchwork at this at this point. You got to depend a lot on J. A. Happ. But be interested to see. I, I can't call it just yet. I don't know about the Astros. I want to see who comes back. Honestly, I'm really interested to see what the Tampa Bay Rays do this year because. They weren't far off last year. No. And those guys can deal. And they picked up a few pieces. And they picked up a few of the sticks that they needed. Yeah. So now in the world of bizarre news, uh, the Browns lineman Greg Robinson got busted for 157 pounds of weed at the border. Come on, man. He likes to get high. He wants to party. <laughs> you want to party? 
Wow. That's a lot of weight. That's, uh, that's trafficking. Why? Why, champ? Why? Why? I mean, it doesn't serve a purpose, man. Marijuana is legal in most in a lot of places now. It doesn't really make serve a, it doesn't make any sense. Man, especially you have a gig. <laughs> you're Yeah, this, you're current. You're current. This isn't like uh Yeah, this is current. I don't get it. I don't get it. All right, do you got anything else that you want to add on this episode of The Ozone? Well, look at this sheet. Ah, you know what? It is something about boxing. Mayweather thinks that he should have been the athlete of the decade over LeBron, which is which is crazy. Why is it that he thinks that he should be the uh, the athlete of the decade? I don't even care. I don't like oh. to, I don't like to stoke the media flames on Floyd Mayweather because that's like the goal, and he hurt the game in a lot of ways. It hurt the so game. I, that's why I don't want. You don't to, give him no burn. No burn. Then shut it down. You know, this not, is the ozone honestly, because it's a it's if. He's not. LeBron is. <laughs> it's over. It's past tense. What about uh, Eddie DeBartolo being another situation where cheating prospers? Yeah. I mean, Eddie DeBartolo, and then uh, you had the NFL greats out there. Uh, I saw Derek Brooks out there, too. Out there stumping for Trump for giving him a pardon. I don't understand. Jerry Rice, Jim Brown. I mean, Charles Haley. A lot of those guys, man, are. There's so many people who have been wrongly convicted who actually deserve pardons. And you go and pardon 10,000 people that are aptly convicted of crime, whatever. It's not the political scandal, whatever, to that. Uh, So with that, we're on our way to the fight. At least one of us is. We'll see what happens, what the doctor says about the other one. And uh, (laughs) I want to leave you uh, with a quote from... The great American author John Steinbeck, and he says, when I face the desolate impossibility of writing 500 pages, a sick sense of failure falls on me, and I know I can never do it. Then, gradually, I write one page, and then another. One day's work is all I can permit myself to contemplate. Persistence, folks. It's the only thing that's going to get you through. Persistence and faith that you can complete it. Remember, we're all in this thing together, so treat each other wisely and well. I'm your host, Omar Miller, and this is The Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream.